Welcome to today's broadcast of Kingdom Authority with your host, Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris. Tune in each Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time via Blog Talk Radio through Kingdom Empowerment Incorporated. Follow Dancia on Facebook at Dancia Jones-Morris or DanciaJ.com. You can also call your hosts and guests at area code 646-668-2413. Thank you for joining Kingdom Authority. And now here's your host, Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris. Kingdom Authority. Good evening. I am so excited on tonight. Y'all hear me say that all the time, but I really am excited about the Lord and what he's doing. Welcome to Kingdom Authority, May 27th, 2018. I am your host, Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris. Really excited about tonight. Y'all know I've been talking about this constantly. Biblical scandals with Coach Tim D. And I want you to know you are in for a treat tonight. Listen, this is the day that the Lord has made. Certainly we should rejoice and be glad in it. I understand that it is Memorial Day weekend, and it's the time that we celebrate those soldiers who fought for freedom for us and in memory of them. And so we want to remember them. We want to make sure that we honor those who have fought for our freedom. I will tell you, it's a blessing and a privilege to have someone that will do something and that will especially will die for your freedom. And let me tell you, we have the ultimate person in Jesus Christ who died for our freedom. So we should also remember him on today. This is the day that the Lord has made. I think you should rejoice. I really do think you should be glad in it. I want you to know tonight is going to be off the chain. A little controversial for some of you. I love it but it's going to be some practical stuff going on. I'm introducing a new segment, monthly segment, with my wonderful friend, sister, and um, her name is Tamisha Davis. So I want to pray first as we get ready to bring her on because she's waiting. I don't know if you all have watched the Facebook videos of her, but if you haven't, I'm going to tell you where to go so you can make sure to follow her. It's a blessing This woman is a blessing and can be a blessing to your life. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you. We bless you and praise you for such a time as this. We thank you, O God, for the opportunity to come before you. We thank you for the opportunity to do the things that are needed in order to have kingdom authority, to take authority in our territory. And so we take take authority tonight in what um, Coach Tim will be bringing to us so that we can do the proper things in our relationships. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. I'm excited tonight. I hope y'all can hear me. Let me know. Some of you can text me if you can't hear me. So I want you to understand God is great. I got you, Coach Tim. God is great, and he's worthy to be praised. And I want to read this before we bring on Coach Tim, and she's going to just go for it. I can't wait for her to go for it tonight. So this is my dear friend, um, Tamisha Davis. 
who's um, a life coach, and she can help you through so many different things, help you direct you into the things that you that God has for your life. Listen, here's the thing I want you to leave here tonight. Stop looking for someone to please your flesh and pray for someone to speak to your spirit. That's what we need to do. Pray for someone to speak to your spirit. Now, she's going to help us out with how we go about doing that on tonight. And so I want to bring her on. I see y'all coming on. Thank you so much. I want to bring her on, and we are going to go ahead and go into biblical scandal with Coach Tim D. Tim D., you there? Right. Yes, ma'am. Can y'all hear me? Yes, we can. Okay, okay. I, I got people Facebooking me ready to hear from you. I love it. I love it. So first and foremost, just thank you, um, one, for having me on. Dancy and I go way back, y'all, way back. Um, So truly um, just appreciate the great woman that she is, that she sees something in me enough to allow me to come on um, and to speak to you all. So truly thank you for the opportunity. Want to come in, and so I guess I'm, I'm on every fourth Sunday. And so I want to come in and just talk to you about some practical things, some life applications, um, taking some biblical stories, biblical people, biblical scandals, and how we can learn from what it is um, they went through and, and just truly apply it to our lives and be better, do better as a result of it. Wonderful, I did a video wonderful. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. on um, Samson and Delilah, and when I go through the video, it's quite, quite an animated video, but when I go through the video, I talk about Samson's struggle and how he struggled with whether or not he is going to tell Delilah where his strength lies. And at the end, because we all know the story, we know what happens. He ends up telling her. She ends up betraying him. Um, and, and in the end, he does get the victory, but he went through so much more than he would have had to have gone through had he have just followed uh, followed the purpose that God had set for his life. For those of you who don't know that before um, Samson before Samson got here, the Lord declared that he would be the lead in destroying the Philistines. So the fact that he entangled himself up um, not just once but more than once with the Philistine woman that that um, ultimately led to Samson's demise. Um, so I want to talk today about why we choose flesh over our purpose. Um, it's something that we do constantly. Unfortunately, when I say that, a lot of people, you automatically think relationships, you automatically think sex, and I think that's because that's one of the biggest struggles for us as Christians. I say us because it's a struggle, Uh, but that's not the only thing that can be holding you back from your purpose. When I say flesh, I mean anything that's carnal, anything that is separating you from God, anything that is separating you from the purpose that he has set for you. We have a couple of uh, guests that are going to chime in, a couple of calls that are going to take place. But before I do that, kind of just wanted to, to give a little spill in detail um, on the story. And then we have an anonymous, um, anonymous question that we wanted to address also. want to talk about – hold on just a second. I apologize. Get back to my notes. Um, when I talked about Samson, going back to the Philistines, um, Philistine women, I say that because his first run in, his first, his marriage um, was with a Philistine woman, and through the back and forth, she ended up betraying him. So it's not like he didn't have an idea um, of the possibility of what could have taken forth, what could have taken place with him um, getting involved with Delilah. But in spite of that, he continued 
into a relationship with her and ultimately ended up betraying himself and telling her where his strength lies. It's funny how the devil does not need to use new tricks to trip us up. Ain't that funny how what tripped you up five years ago is still tripping you up today? What tripped you up last month will possibly trip you up tomorrow? Part of it, I think, (laughs) is because we tend to move past things and not truly work on getting delivered. So he might have left. He might have left old girl back in Timna, his wife, but he just moved on to another Philistine woman. So part of the question you need to ask yourself is why do you allow the devil to keep tripping you up with the same things over and over again? When do you decide, when do you declare that you're done, that you've had enough, that no more are you going to get me with the same things? Like, devil, you're going to have to come up with something new. Now, saying that, I promise you it's easier said than done, especially because we're talking about our flesh. Um, it's, it's not. It's not something that will happen automatically. It's not something that will happen immediately for most cases. It's not. It's something that you have to work on. The Bible talks about taking up your cross um, and denying your flesh daily. This is something that daily you have to decide, I'm going to walk in my purpose daily. I'm going to be as Christ-like as I can be daily. I don't care what the devil brings to me. Not today. You're not going to trip me up. And so it is. It's something that you have to constantly work on until eventually you get to a place of deliverance. Um, I think part of it is what you feed yourself. So if you're feeding your flesh, then your flesh is eventually going to conquer over you. If you're feeding your feeding your purpose, then your purpose you will become stronger in that. You will work more towards that, and the things of the flesh will eventually not have such a great desire. I think part of it also is uh, forgetting. You forget the value of our purpose. You forget how important you are to the body of Christ, how important you are to your neighbor. Uh, There is somebody's soul. There is somebody's salvation that is depending on you walking in your purpose. And for whatever reason, we become complacent with that idea. We take it lightly. And that's why when when the fleshly things come upon us, it's easy to teeter-totter back and forth because we've forgotten how important it is what's lying, um, what's relying, what's depending on us to walk in the purpose that God has called us in. Dancing, you want me to keep going? Because I'll keep going. Okay, that means yes. One of the anonymous questions that we got um, that we got in, it said, "Why is it hard living as a single Christian but still wanting to date?" I feel, um, now me personally, I feel like part of the struggle is because we've exposed ourselves as single Christians, single un- unwed Christians, to the marriage life, and so when you're doing things that should only take place um, within a marriage. And then you all of a sudden want to come back and and try to align yourself properly because you've been exposed, you're now tempted. Because you've been exposed, you're now lusting. Because you've been exposed, you, you have that in your memory and you're looking for that. You have that desire that you would not have had had you not have stepped out in the first place. So that should, um, I think, speak to us teetering with the devil, uh, playing with fire, You play with fire, uh, they say you get burned. So let's not play with things um, that tempt us that in the end are, they're they're going to hurt you in the end. Um, So in in all reality, if we do a better job of positioning ourselves or repositioning ourselves away from things that aren't of God, we don't have to deal with those struggles as much later. Um, To date as a single Christian and to try to stay on the straight nail, I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's a difficult task because I was out there. 
I've been out there. I've done things. I've been married before, but long before I was married, I was playing marriage. And so with that, it makes it difficult to um, to not want the intimacy on that level because that's the expectation that you have, that your body has, that you that's what you uh, put weight on when it comes to relationships. How many of y'all know that's not how it's supposed to be? You were never right. supposed to step in that bed. You were never supposed to step in that bedroom with whoever, whenever, because that wasn't your husband or that wasn't your wife. And so if we remember to stay out of the fire, I promise you, it'll be a lot easier later on. Now, unfortunately, because so many of us have already stepped, it doesn't doesn't do good to talk about what you could have done or what you should have done. Right now, it's what do you do now. Um, and I think a lot of it is just a lot of self-denying. Um, I think it's being prepared. I think it's making sure that you position yourself um, with your mate um, in such a way that you don't have those desires, not that they won't come up, but that we're not hanging out during intimate hours. We we just, yeah, we're, we're going to hang out in public places. We're not going to tiptoe because right. it starts off as, just a kiss and then just a touch and just a, oh, Lord. So if we, don't, if we don't take the steps, if we don't walk up, then you're going to be fine. But I think a lot of it is just making sure that you set boundaries, you stick with those boundaries, you talk to your mate um, or talk to the person that you're dating and, and stand firm on we're going to remain celibate, we're going to remain focused. Um, and I think that's another thing, that if you have a joint focus of purpose, have a joint focus of Jesus, a joint focus of what it is you're supposed to be doing um, in your Christian walk, then you're not as easily distracted by things of the flesh. Well, let me step in on that because the key thing is what you just said, to have a joint focus. And so let's, 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 let's dance around that just a little bit. Joint, because you kind of talk to me as my coach, you talk to me about remaining focused. And so how does a person, and I think that's what one of the questions was kind of alluding to, how do we keep that focus? You know, how do, first of all, what is it, what is focus? <laughs> Maybe, many people don't know that. So what is focus, Coach Tim? Focus is what you dwell on. It's where you spend your time. It's what you're, um, yeah, what you dwell on. So if you are so focused on the physical, on the intimacy, on the touching, on the kissing, on the ooey-gooey, um, then that's what you crave more of. So right. if you were to instead, um, let's, let's, let's have weekly Bible studies, just you and I. Let's pray on a daily basis. So if you set yourself up properly, then it's a lot harder to be led astray. Right. Right. So assign so things me, to your relationship that yes. are of God. Yes. So whatever we put our attention to, what our activities are surrounded around, activities right. surrounded around sex, if our activity is surrounded by that other person, then they become our focus. Could you say that they right. also re- become our God? At times, at times, it definitely happens, and I think that sometimes it's not even an intentional. Um, let's let's not Netflix and chill at ten o'clock at night. So sometimes it it starts off as something intimate that can that can easily um, cross over the line because we didn't properly set ourselves up. That properly set ourselves up. Um, when you say worshiping another person or, or putting another person as your God, I think that happens constantly. It happens. Um, 
without it even being deliberate, obviously, because you would never, you would never in your right mind say, I worship him or I worship her. Nobody in their right mind would say that. Um, but we do. If you look at your actions and look at where you spend your time, where you spend your focus, if you're spending more time with that person than you are with your with developing your relationship with God, then that person has now taken place. And we know that we, we serve a jealous God. And so I promise it's not going to work out on your behalf if you continue to put right. something or someone in place of God and in place of the purpose that he's, that he's called for your life. You know, what's interesting about that is that what – most of us don't even realize that we put that man, we put that woman, we put that child, we put that ministry, we put that job in the place of where God is supposed to be, and that's what keeps our attention away from God. We even put our right. we even put our faith we put our hope in hope instead of God, the Creator. So it, 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 no wonder Samson got so sidetracked. Because he he forgot <laughs> he forgot about about hope in God. Would you say? So that, that, I think that's a, that's how the devil works. He works by constantly setting up distractions um, to knock us off focus. So you have to every day do a self check um, constantly to make sure you're self checking yourself so that yeah. you don't get distracted, so that you remember that the devil is he's on assignment and I promise you he's always on his assignment. It's us yeah. that we, we fall off of where we're supposed to go and what we're supposed to be doing. But the devil is on it twenty four seven. He is coming up with new always. ways, new tricks, new, and sometimes old tricks because he knows those still work. So we have to remember right. that the devil is always at work and you have to devise things to combat the tricks of the devil. Right. And so you have and to, that's to, why Go ahead. You could be be on the uh be on the offense, not always the defense. So set it up right. So that way you're not you're not always um going back trying to repent. Set it up properly. So be on the offense, plan for it. So because the devil just might throw this at me, this is what I'm going to do. So it's a lot of it is about properly positioning. Interesting. And so properly positioning, let's say, let's say they, um, so, you, you know, what I get questions from a lot of from people, and I've been through this, when you've been married and you've had the intimacy, you've had the high level of maybe sex, you know, life, and then you get divorced. You're single again. That's when the person struggles, especially if they've been married for years. How do we, and such is the case of a lot of Christians, you know, they've, they've come out of this marriage and they've had that level of intimacy and now they don't have it. What do they do? I think right then um, that's a good time to take time for you, to take time and work on rebuilding your relationship with God, to take time to make sure that you're putting him back where he belongs. That's the center, your center focus. Um, there's, there's a lot of healing that, that needs to take place after a divorce. Allow yourself time to heal. And a lot of times we jump into another relationship. Um, we jump into another bed. And, and as a result, we end up hurting ourselves even more. So if you instead focus on your relationship with God, focus on what it is that you're supposed to be doing in the body, in the kingdom, then 
that hurt, there's something else to take place of that hurt. And so it's, it's, it's a lot easier to heal when you're focused on your purpose, when you're focused on where it is you're supposed to go. It's a lot easier to deal with the hurts and the pain when you remember that there's a, a higher calling on your life, that it's not just about the relationships, that it's not just about the sex, because a lot of the times that's what we miss. But your, your life is, I promise you, so much bigger than, than the fleshly desires that you have. The calling on your life is so much greater, <laughs> yeah. and that's what tripped up Samson. He got so tangled yeah. up that he forgot, my bad, you here to defeat the Philistines. And so because he <laughs> forgot that, he kept getting tripped up by the very people, the very women of the people that he's supposed to be defeating. You ain't got no business being tangled up with them. Wow. Keep your eyes yeah. open to the distraction. They say, stay woke. Stay woke. Pay attention. Because I promise the devil's at work. Not only is he at work, but he's constantly. See, the thing about devil, he always has a strategy. And what we don't take time to do, and you had talked to me about this once before in one of our sessions. You had talked to me about let's get a plan. Let's, let's get a strategy. And once we get a strategy, then we can understand better the, um, I don't want to say, yeah, that we can understand the strategy of the enemy. Because once we have a strategy, we then are, have our attention, this is what I'm just thinking of, we then have our attention on the proper stuff. When we don't have a strategy, we're everywhere. And, that's, and, you know, and I'm an all-over-the-place person in the first place by nature, and so I have to be pulled back in constantly. So how do you An idle mind is the devil's playground. An yeah. idle mind is the devil's playground. You're on a mission. You're on an assignment, so you should live as if you're on a, an assignment. If you know what your purpose is, you need to be working every day to, to carry that out. You need to be working every day in who it is that you've called God to be, working on perfecting that, working on getting closer with him. That's, that's your calling. That's what he's called you to do. If you don't know, then you need to get close to God so that you can get to a place to where you can truly identify what it is that he's called you to do. In the meantime, your walk all by itself is a testimony. Your walk can either bring somebody closer to him or, or lead someone so far astray that, <laughs> whew, that we'll have to send out lifeguards to go get them. So if you don't know specifically what it is that God has assigned you to do, it's making sure that you live a life um, that represents him. That's, that's right. what being a Christian is about. It, and it doesn't mean that you won't fall. I don't want anyone on the, um, listening to the broadcast to think that this means that you're going to be perfect because it's, it's, we, we all sin. We all fall short. The word, word says that we all fall short. It's understanding why you fell short and then putting right. measures in place to make sure that doesn't happen again. It's making sure that you're focused on on what his plan is for your life and not necessarily your own plan. So that way you're if not I, so easily distracted. Right. If I can interject on that, um, our walk can either, I'm going to say these words, I'm paraphrasing, draw someone in or drive them away. You know, it's, it's based on our walk. Here's the thing. 
Where are you walking, and how do you know where the next step should be? Where where are your feet planted? This just when you were right. saying that the analogy came to my mind. Where are you planting your feet? Because yes, this is a walk, and we know babies when they're learning how to walk, they they sometimes look down or they're looking at their end goal. Most of the time, they're looking at their end goal until they realize, oh my goodness, I'm walking. But if we have a focus we can plant our feet in the direction that we should go. So that's where the strategy as well comes in. And I'm thinking about some things you said to me, and I interpret it the way I interpret it. You know that. So when I think of strategies, I'm like, okay, now I know what step I need to take or maybe this step, or I can at least put it in place so I can get to my end destiny. If your end destiny is no good, then you know that you're not going to draw people towards you because people don't normally want to go into the wrong place. They don't normally want to go the wrong way. When people ask directions, they don't want you to tell them how to get to point. When they ask you how to get to point X, they don't normally want to go the wrong way. So you're right. We got to know what steps, and that's where the strategy comes in. You have taught me a lot, and so I'm going to tell you right now, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. I got you. I got you. Another thing, because you talked about people, it's making sure that you surround yourself with people um, that are that are God focused, that are God centered. Um, there's a whole lot of mess oh. out there, and and the mess is being appetizing. There, I promise you, there's a whole lot of mess out there. And every once mm-hmm. in a while, you can allow yourself to get tangled in and drawn into the wrong crowd. And they're there. I promise you, even if it's not intentional. They're going to distract you from your purpose because if you're not if you're not surrounding yourself with people that are focused on their purpose, that are focused on what they're supposed to be doing in the kingdom, they're one not going to be driving you towards the kingdom, but just the opposite. They will be pulling you away because they're dealing with things of their flesh. So when you when you allow yourself to sit in in mixed company or or poor company, company of those that um, that are hanging out in flesh and comfortable in their flesh. That's it's 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 such a difference when you when you tiptoe in flesh and you comfortable in flesh. When you out there sinning and you just wow, live, it don't bother you. Yes, you're not you're not trying to change nothing. There's no guilt. There's that's no good. repentance. That, that's all. That's a whole other story. So when you're hanging out with those, or you surround yourself with people that just roll around in sin and are good with it. I promise you, you will start to see the effect it has on your life and on your walk. Mm. When you hang around those, you want to roll around with those <laughs> who just enjoy <laughs> rolling. <laughs> but it's true. Oh, and so it sounds crazy and, this, and you laugh at it, but we do it. Right. And Samson decided to roll with Delilah. He rolled, he rolled. He rolled and got rolled on out. Just like that. <laughs> Just like that. So let's talk about, let's talk a little bit about um, the ways, not so much um, of Delilah, but in general, the ways the enemy uses a person in a relationship to get um, the other person off track. Can we, can we discuss I, that just a little bit? I know we, weren't talking about that too much, but I think that um, all too often we expect 
everyone to have the same intention that we have. Mm-hmm. That's just that that's an unnatural expectation. Maybe it, maybe it's a natural expectation for me. Um, I just expect all people to be good people. I promise you, it don't always work out in my favor. Um, and so, because you're expecting, because you're expecting the people that you have company with to have your best interest at heart, you sometimes forget that they are not good people. She was a philistine. She knew right. that Samson. So so. I want you to know that it wasn't a secret that Samson was out for the Philistine. It wasn't a secret. So Delilah knew coming going into the relationship um, that that Samson was called to do this and this. So that's why it wasn't too hard to turn Delilah. They offered Delilah some silver, and she flipped the switch with the quickness. And so I think it's it's understanding that. Everybody's heart isn't your heart. Everybody's ways aren't your ways. Everyone is not God-focused. And so when right. you intertwine yourself, when you intermingle with those that are not God-focused, they can lead to your demise. Delilah was on a mission, and mm-hmm. she was cool about it. She was smooth about it. She came up with every excuse. She called it mockery. I just want you to trust me. And she, she, she played a good game. She talked a good game. Right. And that's what the devil does. He he makes it look yes. good. He makes it sound good to such a way that you forget or don't even realize that the devil is coming to defeat you, that this is the enemy, because it sounds good, because it looks good. And you realize oftentimes you don't realize that it ain't good until it's too late, till you got God. <laughs> Stay woke, y'all. Stay woke. We got to stay woke, people of God. We got to stay woke. Have a strategy. Have a plan. Know where you're planting your feet so that when you're walking your path out, you know which direction. You're too busy looking down at the path sometimes. You need to be looking at the destiny. When you're looking at the destiny like a child, child, they're looking at where they're going when they first, very babies first starting to walk. They look at where they're going. And when they sometimes get tripped up, let me tell you when they fall. They look down and they're like, "What? I just put, I just did right. this, I just did that. Here we go, I, I, I." And when you start focusing on yourself and take, oh, I'm reminded of Peter. And when you start focusing on yourself and what you're doing, walking out on the water, you focus on the thing and you're not the the creation and you're not focused yes, on the man. creator. So your eyes have shifted, and when your eyes shift, that's when your walk detours. Oh my goodness, y'all! Don't don't get me started, Coach Tim D. I want to bring on real quick. Someone has is coming in with um, a question. I think I think we have her on the line at this time. I want you to come on, um, Sister Risha. Are you there? Yes, ma'am. I'm here. Awesome, awesome. Well, we have Coach Tim D. On. If you want to go ahead and um, ask a question or make a comment about what we're talking about, biblical scandals. Um, regarding Samson, Delilah, and dating, flesh over purpose. Um, so I did actually have kind of like a question and a statement about it because I do agree with you guys that a lot of the times that we it's easy for us to lose our focus or get caught up in things because it looks good or it sounds good to us. So I have a question for others that are, you know, maybe in a situation like that. How do you recognize, you know, the fact that it's turning in from something that you thought was God to something that is not God, it's more of your flesh? How do we identify that and start to correct it? 
how do you identify it? I think that um, anything that's 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 that turns you away from God, that should be a quick identifier. Anything that takes you away from what thus says the scriptures, um, that's that's a pretty good way to identify. So it says, try, try, try it by the word. So anything that goes against or anything that's contradictory, um, that's a good way to identify. And how do you turn from it? Is that was that the second of your secondary question? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's instant. You just decide that I, I've had enough. That no longer will I do such and such. No longer will I associate myself with such and such. Um, and then taking the steps to make sure that you don't go back there. It doesn't mean that, like I said, it doesn't mean that you won't slip. It doesn't mean that you won't fall again. But be intentional about what it is that you're doing. Be yes. intentional about your walk. Be intentional about how you position yourself so that it's not so easily that you fall back into those same habits. And I promise the more that you do it, the more that you stay on the right path, the less desirable the flesh will be. Little by little, it will not have the the attraction to you that it had prior to. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's back so important for our generation that we have to remember that it's a process, that a lot of times that we want to get quick, that we want to fix it and make it right, but we have to remember it's a process that we aren't and we may not get it right the first time. Right, because we didn't it's, – it's usually not something you just tiptoed into. A lot of the times it's a place that you've been in for a while. It's comfortable. And so it's comfortable – because it's comfortable, it's difficult to turn away. It's easy to fall back in. But when you remember what it is you were created for, who it is you were created for, it makes it a whole lot easier. Mm-hmm. That, that's good. Um, Arisha, we thank you for calling in. Did you have another question? No, that was my question. Thank you. I thank certainly you, appreciate you for calling in. And I think we have um, Pastor D on the line as well, and I want to go ahead and bring him on. Um, Pastor D, are you there? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Awesome. All the way from Virginia, Williamsburg, Virginia. Pastor D um, is on with us. I know. Praise the Lord. Um, can you just go ahead? I, I know that um, my brother talked to you, and I appreciate you for coming on. Um, can you just give your – I'm not, not sure how much you heard, but can you just give your take on this topic, flesh versus purpose or over purpose? Well, I just want to say this. All that I've been hearing so far has just been awesome and many people really need to understand and really need to get to that place where they're understanding and know, you know, being single, it's okay dating. Um, some people have taken it pretty much out and just thrown it away um, based off, you know, this seems different in a relationship and actually what people have been um, going through. I've been single now for maybe two years, I believe it's been. I don't lost count. Um but I believe that, of course, we have to make sure that we keep God at the forefront, at the center. Um, sometimes I know dating is kind of hard for people because you don't really establish those principles. You don't really lay out the guidelines for dating. And I jump. people begin to jump into things based off of what they've seen on TV, based off what they've seen their friends' relationship go by. And the, the principles really haven't been established 
and the laying out of guidelines. I'm just going to jump into it, and I'll just go ahead and just fake it till I make it or try to, uh, when I see something, you know, in the individual that I don't like, then I'll go ahead and put it out there. And I've noticed that a lot of times you don't really want to sit down and dialogue and actually have a conversation. You know, what is it um, in the dating process? What are some things that you that you like? What are some things that you dislike? But we just jump right into it. And I believe somebody mentioned something about the process. Uh, many people that I've come in contact with just being able to talk with different people, that they're scared of failing in the midst of the process. So as soon as something happened, I'm going to shut it down, I'm done. How do you know it wasn't from God mm. for real? You just easily just walk and go away from it. And we, we look at television and we see, oh, how these perfect relationships are, these love stories, how they just end up right. so well. And then we get tricked, bamboozled, into the fact of saying, oh, when I get into my next relationship, oh, it's going to be just like what I've seen on that love show. And you forgot that that was just all made up. You still, you still wow. Reality has to hit and set in to you and say, you know what, I know that it's going to be hard, it's going to be rough, it's going to be some things that we're going to go through, but as soon as adversity hits, as soon as something happens, my back is up against a wall in a relationship, the first thing you want to do is run and just jump out of it. And that's all because, you know, we haven't established anything, the principles, we haven't laid out um, those guidelines, and we just go ahead and just keep doing what we want to do. And as you had talked to me earlier about purpose, I just began to think about just looking at the word flesh and then actually looking at the word purpose. And um, the thing that God had downloaded inside of me was that many people haven't really tapped into their purpose. So mm. being that I haven't tapped into my purpose, I'll receive anything that comes my way. Right. I'll allow right. him to talk to me in a type of way. I'll allow her to say whatever they want to say to me because I really don't know my purpose, so I'll just settle for whatever. And this is the thing that messed me up right here as I was praying. Um, he began to say how that we've tapped into our flesh. We know what makes us feel good. We know what we like, what we dislike, but we have no clue on our purpose. Mm. Fleshly-wise, you know, I know what to look for in a woman. I know what I like. I, I know what just really gets me to that place where I'm just, we know all of that. But when right. it comes to purpose, what is your purpose? Oh, I don't know. That's right. I really haven't mm -hmm. prayed to God and asked him what my purpose is. But as soon as somebody comes to you and says, well, what is it that you look for in a woman? What is it that you look for right. in a man? We're so quick to give a 15-page <laughs> list of things. Oh, I want this. I want that. Oh. I've got to have this. <laughs> I've got to have yeah. this. But what is your purpose? Oh, I've got to think what about that. Yeah. I gotta, and we look at, at well, I'm going to say we, I'll speak from experience. You know, being single, I always thought I was cursed. I said, maybe there's something wrong with me. And God had to remind <laughs> me. He kept reminding me. He says, being single is a gift from me. And I said, God, well, what do you mean is a gift from you? Because this ain't, I, I don't like this gift. Can I give it back? <laughs> and I just began right. to think about, I think it was Paul, when uh, I think it was in 1 Corinthians yeah. 7 and 7, when he uh, Jesus began to say, 
that you know is good for those to whom has been your know, sickness have been given. And I begin to look at that word given. It's okay to be single. We want to mm-hmm. just keep jumping in all these relationships. You know. And with me, you know, being a pastor, um, just planted the ministry um the first of the year, um, I've had a lot of leaders tell me, Oh, you 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 need to get married quick because you can't run no ministry being single. We need a first lady. And I'm, and I'm saying, <laughs> okay, God, you know, I know I need, I know I need, you know, I need my blessing. I, I need my boo. I need the wife, God. I, I need her. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I've found out sometimes we can begin to jump into relationships just um, for everybody else's gain. I've been in relationships wow. where I wasn't, I wasn't happy, but I, right. I knew I was an elder in the church at that time. I'm a minister in the church. Oh, they called me a prophet. Oh, I got this. And I had to live up to an image of church folk. Right. And now I'm I'm in a relationship because I done got hooked up by Sister Maylene in there. And I'm really not mm-hmm. happy. You know, the girl not happy. You know, but we're, we're just mm-hmm. faking it until we make it. But everybody said, oh, y'all look so good together. You're single. He's single. Oh, this must be from God. <laughs> And that look has distracted you from your purpose. Come you're so on, busy trying to on. keep up the sham, the relationship goals that we see being put out and posted all over the place because that's what it's supposed to look like. You're right. And, and in exchange, your purpose is what's being affected. My God, that's it. And so many people in the church have been single people. It's just like almost we've, we've, we've been dying. Mm. I'm getting in all these relationships, but I'm not happy because somebody forced me to get into this relationship because I don't know my purpose. I'm scared to tell. Wow. Uh, I'm scared to tell somebody. No, I know this is not what God wants me, but because I respect your leadership, <laughs> because I'm humble to you, I'll go ahead and just start dating him. I'll start dating her because I know this is what will make everybody uh, feel good. But I'm not happy about Come on. it. God Come didn't on. tell me to date them. Come and this on. is what has been happening yeah. in the body of Christ. I'm learning. Mm. I've been engaged twice. You know, I've been engaged twice. I'm not ashamed. At first, I was ashamed about it. I'm like, what, God, mm-hmm. what, what, what is really going on? But he had to remind me. He said there were some things that you did wrong, and there were some things that she did wrong. Come but on. now it didn't work. It didn't work. But now you know mm-hmm. what to do and what not to do when I begin to send you your favor the next time. So That's now the fair. next time... You've got to make sure from then up until now, when that time comes, that you're working on yourself, that you're doing what I've called you to do, understanding your purpose, because how can you begin to get into something when you really don't know who you are and what your purpose is in life? Right. You don't know where you're supposed to be, how you're going to join somebody with you. You're right. That's right. And as a being, being, being the man, being the head, if I can't lead myself, how can I lead right. a wife? Come on. How can I, I lead a follow. How can I lead a family? I can't lead my That's family. Right. If first That's I don't know right. who I am. That's right. And your purpose. <laughs> Let me just put a pop pin on that, and I'm going to have um, Pastor D. I really need you to stay on for a little bit. Do you okay. have a little bit more time to stay on? Oh, I'm going to stay on till you till you hang okay. up on me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we have. 
Pastor Leonard, all the way from the lead pastor of Dwelling Place Worship Center in Williamsburg, Virginia. I am so glad that the Lord allowed our lives to come um, to cross paths. So I want you yes. to stay on. We have um, Sister Rakita who's coming on, um, Coach, to um, ask a couple of questions and or make a comment. Sister Rakita, are you there? I am. Awesome. I understand you had a question. I do. <clears throat> and real quick, I'm going to try to make it brief. I do have a house full of people, so I don't want you to uh, – trying to find somewhere quiet to be. But my question is, um, after we have chosen our flesh over our purpose and then, you know, realize that it was a bad choice, how do we come back from that? How do we walk in our purpose after that, after we've made the bad choice to, to be in our flesh, to be in these relationships or situationships? How do we come back from that and then begin to walk in our purpose? I think you um... – we have to get to a place where we forgive ourselves. Mm-hmm. So it's funny how we can repent and give it to God, and, and we take it right back and dwell on it and keep it, mm-hmm. and it stops you from, from being who you're supposed to be and going where you're supposed to go because you've held on to it. So know that just because we are, Bishop talked about it today, just because you fall doesn't mean that you can't get up. So giving yourself permission to forgive yourself and move on from there, regardless of what happened yesterday, tomorrow, today, today I've declared I'm going to be better, I'm going to get closer, I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do, I'm going to get back on assignment today, regardless of what happened yesterday. So I think it's moving forward, looking forward, and not dwelling on what happened in the past. There's no way Paul could be who Paul was if Paul dwelled on what all he had done. There's no way. So you have to get to a place to where you're ready to move forward in the assignment that God has placed on your life and not look back because I promise you, had Paul have decided to, to sit back and dwell on everyone's life that he had destroyed for the sake of being a Christian, there's no way he would have been the Paul that we know today. No way. Wow. That's good. Okay. And my second question is how do I how do we identify those people who are interfering with us walking in our purpose? And how do we learn to let those people go? Because sometimes it's family members, it's friends, it's loved ones, it's husbands, it's wives, um, that are interfering with us walking in our purpose. How do I how do we identify those people and then how do we walk let them go? The Bible says you will know them by their fruit. Um, so if they are not producing things that are of God, if they are producing mess, then they are mess. And so you need to disconnect yourself from that mess, take a step back. And I promise the closer that you get to him, um, the easier it will be to identify the things that are not of God. That's for your friends and your family. As far as your husband, if you linked up, if you yoked up, that's your husband. So I'm going to need you to sit down with your husband because that's not <laughs> someone that we're going to disconnect from. Um, <laughs> simply. <laughs> so, Knowing that um, truly when you enter into a marriage, um, you're going to have your ups and downs and you're not going to agree. But um, being able to have a, a serious question with your husband, with your wife, this is what I'm feeling, this is what I need from you, I think that's important. Open communication within a marriage is very, very important with regards to your purpose and your calling on God's life because you need to be able to um, make sure that you are all-inclusive if that helps. So everybody else you can disconnect from, but your husband, y'all won. 
<laughs> oh, that husband part wasn't for me. That was for somebody who had asked me the question. So I was helping them. <laughs> Get it straight, for Freedom. That's right. Get it straight. That's right. Thank you, Rakita. Pastor Anybody D, else got want to say something? We got Pastor D. Did you want to say something to that as well? Coach D. Coach got that. She 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 got that. <laughs> I got that. She got that. Thank you. Right. <laughs> Thank you, Sister Rakita. Um, we appreciate you. Thanks. We do have um, Pastor Blackman on, and I'm so glad that he's come on as well. Um, I, Pastor um, Blackman, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Awesome. Did I get your name right? I want to make sure. Yes, you did. Still talking about, and we have Coach um, Tim D on, as well as Pastor D on, Pastor Leonard from Williamsburg, Virginia. If you could please tell us, you know, the, the church you're, um, that you're leading, as well as the state that you are in, and then I would like for you to say something about this flesh over purpose. Um, I'm in Naples, Florida, and the church is Lion of the Tribe of Judah Ministries. Hallelujah. Yes. Thank you so much for being on with us. What is your take? We're talking about biblical scandals when it comes to Delilah and Samson, in particular how people choose their flesh over purpose. So what is your stance on this? Well, uh, the Bible is right. And (laughs) I I think if we um, just hold on and accept the word, even in our everyday life, uh, God's plan includes our flesh. And what I mean by that is, he made us, and he knows what we're going to do. He knows our thoughts, and his purpose and plan includes mistakes that we make. So Woo! we yes, look sir. at things as a mistake, but it's in the plan of the Lord because all flesh is contrary to God. Mm, uh, Paul, mm, mm, Paul wrote that the natural man cannot receive the things of the Spirit of God, neither can he know them, because the things of God are foolishness uh, unto us. They're only spiritually discerned. So as long as we uh, stay in the Word, even mistakes in our flesh, uh, the Lord is greater than that. And it's in the plan of the Lord. That's why he told the prophet Hosea to marry uh, a harlot. But we cannot, uh, or let me put it this way, the Bible tells us not to lean to our own understanding. Come on, Pastor. Come on, sir. But in all our ways to acknowledge him. And what that means is even when we're wrong, Lord, I know that was wrong. Help me. Mm -hmm. And he will do it. But it's in the plan of the Lord. Uh, people talk about David and Bathsheba. Yes, sir. Okay. David had five other sons besides Solomon. But God right. chose that child of adultery to That's sit right. on the throne instead of those other five sons. 
So God's mm. ways is different than ours. In fact, when David uh, repented and the Lord had taken that first child, it's right in the text. Uh, he got up off the ground, anointed himself, and they had another child. He comforted her. So um, we nobody's in heaven yet that's still on this earth. Mm-hmm. And until we get to heaven, we are in the flesh. Hmm. And so that's just the truth. And so our main thing is to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness in all our ways, and he will direct our paths. He will. Uh, in he fact, will. when the scripture says that um, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, mm-hmm. that word ordered in the Hebrew actually means established. So when you reread it properly, uh, it reads the steps of a good man are established. And a righteous man falls seven times. So the thing that makes a man righteous, I don't care if it's the Pope, T.D. Jakes, whoever it is, is the blood of Jesus. That's it. That's the only thing that makes a person righteous. I don't care what doctorate you have or... If you went to Oral Roberts University, Rima Bible College, the only thing that qualifies a person for ministry is God's anointing. Come on, sir. Come on. Say my anointing. Say that. Our anointing ain't nothing. It's the anointing of the Lord. That's why David said, take not thy spirit from me. Not, come on. So the anointing is the power of God. And I don't care what you do, the Lord is merciful and will forgive you. God mm-hmm. is a merciful God. And the unbelieving spouse is sanctified by the believing spouse. So when you talk about relationships, okay, uh, every spouse, whether it's the uh, female or the male, each one may not be called to ministry. So if you're called to ministry, and that doesn't mean you've been called to preach, okay? Uh, yeah. That doesn't mean that your spouse is called to ministry, okay? Your salvation is not tied up in your spouse. Your salvation is only tied up in Jesus. <laughs> the spouse is for the comfort of your flesh, okay? So Come on. Je- yes, Jesus is the only one that saves. That's it. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Thank Amen. You, Bobby, great, great <laughs> points. <laughs> great points. Um, just looking a lot towards um, it's it's crazy how we're so quick to hold on to the things of the past. And so when you talked about um, David and Bathsheba, when you talked about Hosea and Gomer, you're right because to the to, to everyone else, this was crazy what was going on, but this was all by a d- divine appointment is what the what the word says, by divine appointment. And so just because you've done something in your past that you may not necessarily be so proud of does not mean that he cannot take that. He will not take that and will not use that to promote you in your future. 
And so I Absolutely. think that's a lot of it. So whatever he has, whatever you have done, we're going to wash your hands of that and just move forward. So it's not, do not allow yourself to dwell on the past. Take today as a new day and say, I'm going to get closer to the Lord today. I'm going to declare that whatever he has for me is for me, and I'm going to walk into that today. I'm not going to allow yeah. my flesh to trip me up another day. So I think that's what it's about is, is remembering who you are, who he, called, who he called you to be, the anointing that you have on your life, and remembering that there are other souls, there are other saints, that people are dependent on you to walk in your purpose to get to where they need to go. Come on, come well, on. God does not condemn. Jesus doesn't condemn, okay? And if That's anybody right. is mm-hmm. condemning somebody else, you should get away from them. And right. We, can can we you can say that again, Pastor? Anyone who is condemning, okay, is foolishness to stay around that. That's mm-hmm. why in First John 3 and 20, the Bible says that if your heart condemns you, mm-hmm. God is greater than your heart. So you mm-hmm. can condemn yourself, but Jesus doesn't condemn. There's only one accuser of the brethren, and that's <laughs> Satan. I don't care who he Praise is operating himself. in. Yes, uh, I was at a Bible study, and a lady was there, and she said that she belonged to XYZ Church before she was in the church that I was visiting. And she said she had messed up in her old church, and the pastor wanted her to get up in front of the church and to confess. And she said, she said, okay, pastor, I'll do that, but you go first. God is not a condemning God. He's a forgiving God. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we need to remember that God is merciful. If we don't forgive others, neither will the Lord forgive us. Come on. That's good. He won't forgive. You have to forgive if you want to make it to heaven. Not tolerate. He says to love your enemies. He says, don't just love them that love you. He says sinners do that. So as far as relationships go, just seek the Lord, continue to seek the Lord, and whoever it is, they won't be able to stand under the power of God's anointing Hallelujah. Okay, if, if they're not right. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that they've been called to be a missionary or a preacher or an evangelist. Okay. That's right. That's right. Salvation comes from Jesus. There's only one name under heaven, given among men, where we must be saved. We must be saved. Mm-hmm. Your spouse, your wife, your husband, okay, is for the comfort of your flesh. Mm-hmm. Not... Tied, your salvation is not tied up in them, in them. So that's what I have to say. I think that's a lot to. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I promise. Pastor, we definitely, um, we definitely need to have you back on because the words that you spoke are life-giving, are life-giving and and not condemning. I do. Um, I do want to say one thing um, about God. I was reading this on our family prayer line today, Psalm 18. 
when Psalm 18 was on the 21st or 22nd verse, and I read on to the 31st verse, and there were some things, you know, everyone has something going on in their family. Um, so there were some things going on, and the Lord dealt with me about our faithfulness. Now, our thoughts are definitely not our, are not definitely not His thoughts. Neither are um, our ways His ways, because if it were, <laughs> if we really think about it, we really don't want to choose the way that He wants us to go. Even even the Lord said, "Let this cup be passed from me." If it, but nevertheless, not my will, but Your will be done. So we really don't always want His way. We want His will to be done. Right. And so, but we have to choose His way because guess what? He already knows the plan. And so yeah, we were, I was reading this, um, the faithfulness. There are certain things that we must do because the Bible says in Psalm 18, he is faithful to those who are faithful, and he is shrewd to those who are crooked. So I want the people to understand God is definitely a God that will help us. Whom he loves, he chastens. That doesn't mean that he doesn't have mercy. I had someone just, just send me something, and I want to make sure to get this out to the people because when we're on the air, I'm accountable to what I say or what goes on. So God, no, he, he loves us with an everlasting love. It's spoken throughout the entire Bible. He loves us with everlasting love, but he loves us so much that he wants us to stay on a straight path. And that's where mm-hmm. his mercy comes in, people of God. He corrects us to get us back on track. The difference is he doesn't put us to shame before people. And I'm so that's glad, right. Pastor, that you broke that up, that you brought that up, because I, yeah. I have also been in that position. I want you to understand that I'm going to be a little bit transparent here because people, the Lord has, has put me in a, a, a season of transparency I don't give everything away, but transparency. So there was a time, and after um, the divorce, after my divorce, um, I was I could no longer sing in the um, in, in certain places. Literally sat down in a certain denomination and could not sing. And then the Lord dealt with me during that time, but but the other person could preach, could do whatever. I want you to understand, during that time, the Lord dealt with me, correcting me, never condemned me, never put me on blast when others did. But what he did during that time, I want people to understand this, because someone's going through this, I just felt that. Whoever has you in that position, it doesn't even make a difference. If you learn to forgive them, I had to forgive those people, those bishops, those elders, those missionaries, those evangelists, I had to forgive them. Once I forgave them in my dark times, in my dark dealings, the next time God brought me up out to sing, it was in the top place in the state and before the international bishop. I want you to understand wow. what God will do. He, if you if you humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, I'm telling you, he will exalt you in due time, but you have to stay humble. God corrected me during that time because there were some things that I had done through that divorce that I should not have done because I was angry. And I I want you to understand, but God never put me on blast 
what he did is correcting me behind the scenes, and then the next thing you know, it was five years later. I don't care if it was 50. Five years later, he put me in a place the next time everybody saw me was before the international bishop. I want you to understand, it's not about that man. It was about the place that God will position you in, Joseph. Joseph is prime example. He will position you in the place that he has already planned for you because of your purpose. Oh, I like that. He will position you in the place because <laughs> that he has planned for you because of the purpose over your life. That's why we can't choose our flesh over our purpose because he already knows the plans. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Pastor Blackman, you have stirred my spirit in such a way that I absolutely am asking you to come back on another time. It would be my pleasure. And um, uh, just let me know. Yes, sir. uh, I will. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, I wanted to get back to, um, thank you so much for joining on tonight. I wanted to get back to um, Coach Tim D and also um, Pastor D. This is, this is so amazing. Um, there were some things that we, first of all, what did y'all think about Pastor Blackman? I'm in here I running appreciate the in the house. He, he running. <laughs> <laughs> he did, he did, he didn't stir something up in the brother way over here in James. <laughs> Wait. Oh. I'm and then so when I heard you going through your heaven language, I said, okay, God, we in there right there. That's it right there. Come on. We in, <laughs> we, we in there. <laughs> Woo! My God. Lord Jesus. I'm telling you. I just truly appreciated the, the scripture. Yeah. No, you good. Keep going. So I did. I just truly appreciated the scripture and the remembrance, um, the, the, the biblical references that we can just truly apply um, to the conversation. So I, I appreciate you being so Bible heavy. I do, um, because I think we needed that. So we appreciate you. Dancia and Winnie and I appreciate that she came back. Um, but but truly that we um, <laughs> remember to go to the Lord for correction. I think it says in Jeremiah, correct me, O Lord. So really to go yeah. to him and ask for correction, you've got to ask for it, mean it, and I promise turn from your ways and you will see the results of it. Oh, my. Oh, you definitely will see the results of it. I'm telling you, Pastor D, I, you know, where were you last year when I was struggling in my marriage because I wanted my marriage to be like what was on the on the TV. Where where were you at, Pastor? <laughs> Probably somewhere crying because I, I had got learn. out of one of my relationships. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, what, what I'm saying, that word was so profound because, uh, you know, the Lord corrected me even during marriage. Thank you, God. He corrected me even during marriage and I because I wanted – I wanted something um, to be a certain way. And when I Mm -hmm. wanted something Mm -hmm. to be a certain way is because what I saw, um, first of all, what I didn't see really growing up, but what I saw on TV. Let me just put it that way. And so because I didn't see it growing up and I saw it on TV, I thought, okay, yeah, um, I think I want that. But that's a fantasy, first of all, because trials will come. But 
this year, I, boy, I feel like being, I feel like preaching and say, somebody say this year. This year, this year. The, Lord, <laughs> <laughs> the Lord showed me, he said, I am going to teach you to love even through trials, even through tribulations, even through testings, and even through pain. And as a result wow. of that, that's how you learn how to really have a marriage. That's how you really learn how to love, and that is ministry. I'm going to tell oh y'all, it, it's a blessing. But Pastor D, I want to give you. Um, we, we're getting ready to close up, uh, but uh, Pastor D, <laughs> I am truly grateful for my brother Colin for um, yes. introducing us. It is a blessing, Coach Tim. Do you do you agree? I do. I promise. We appreciate both of y'all. Amen. <laughs> Add another perspective and on get tonight. some more input. So, yes, I'm glad that you have stopped running and was able to get back on the line. Yes, sir, you are appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> so let's do this. I want to have the final words will be from, um, I'll close out afterwards, but the final words will be from Coach Tim. But, um, Pastor D, I'm just going to give you the floor to say whatever you want to say regarding this topic or anything that's come up that. That you have that you want to make comments on, and then Coach Tim, I'll have you come back on, and I'll close out for tonight. Yes, ma'am. All I want to just say is just to stay in the will of God. Um, and my favorite scripture is, "I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me," and that's what I rely on. You know, do I desire to be married? Yes. You know, it doesn't get any easier. It's hard, but I still continue to rely on the strength of God. And I'm learning to embrace my singleness. Many people don't know how to embrace it. They get frustrated. But I'm just learning to embrace it, to know and to understand that it is a gift um, from God. And even in my singleness, there are some advantages um, in being single. But also I tell myself daily that my singleness will not always be permanent. God's going to begin to show me my good thing. Yeah. Show me my good thing. I'm in position now to where I can handle her when he shows her to me. And I just want to throw this last thing out. The Bible says that the man that findeth the woman findeth a good thing and obtains right. favor in the Lord. I want to let every woman know that's listening to this, don't go chasing after him because you're out of order. That's not the what order that God has said that he has laid before us. Let him find you. Let him chase after you. The enemy have come in, have twisted up the order of God, and you've got all of these women in the church running down behind a man, and they cannot be successful with it because they're out of order. We've got to get back to the Bible, get to the Scriptures. Yeah. Coach Tim, I don't so know what you're going to say after that, but go ahead. <laughs> just, just a recap, um, to, to watch out for the devil, stay woke. Um, truly, he is just as deceiving and conniving as as he was. He still is. Um, so truly pay attention um, to what he throws in your way. Be on the offense, not just the defense. Um, put as much focus into your purpose as you do your fleshly desires. Um, mm. Figure out what you're supposed to be here for. Figure out what you're doing here on earth. Um, and I think finally, just remember that the body of Christ is in need of you. God has placed yes. something in you that we are in need of. Stop oh allowing the devil yes. to delay your purpose. Yes. Mm, yes, God. 
I'm out. What's that? Oh, no. I dropped the mic. I'm I'm still writing down stuff y'all saying. This is wonderful. <laughs> Let, okay, so thank you. Thank y'all so much. Um, please state your full name again, Pastor D, so I can read the people can, so I don't mess it up. Tamian Leonard. Pastor D'Artamian Leonard. I didn't want to mess it up because I wanted to make sure they knew it. <laughs> Pastor D'Artamian D- 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 Leonard all the way in Williamsburg, Virginia. That Listen, lead pastor of Dwelling Place Worship Center. We're going to make sure we have you on. I'll be contacting you very soon because the people, I, Lord have mercy, help me. I hear that the people need to hear you. I don't know what nation it is, and the Lord will give me that nation, but that nation needs to hear what you have to say in order for those, I don't know who this is, but I feel like it's a tribe or something in order for them to be free. So you stay free so that these people can be free. Oh, my goodness. Okay, Tim, you know I'll go in, so we're going to try to get off. We're going to try to get off this line. I want you to know you are listening to Coach Tim D, Biblical Scandals, every fourth Sunday. She is on, my dear friend. She is my life coach and helps me stay on path. You need to tune in every fourth Sunday. Get your grandmama, your granddaddy. I need you to get your aunties, uncles, mama, and them. Get them on. Get your kids on. Your teenagers need to know they can embrace being single. It's a gift from God. It's a gift from God, and they can do this right, choosing their purpose over flesh. I know that's opposite of the topic, but we want people to choose their purpose over their flesh. You can follow Coach Tim D on Facebook. Coach, follow her on Facebook. Tag people to this link. Have them come on every Sunday. We're here, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 5 o'clock p.m. in the Mountain Zone, Arizona time. Kingdom Authority, I am your host, Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris. Let's close out with prayer and let's go ahead and get on our way. Father, in the name of Jesus, I certainly do thank you. You are Yahweh. You're Jehovah and you're our Father. Abba, Father, we say yes to your will. We say yes to even your way. We thank you, O God, for the ministry of Pastor D. We thank you for the ministry of Pastor Blackman. We thank you for the ministry of Coach Tim D. I speak now that there will be increase. I speak now that there will be increase. I speak now that their Uh, territory is enlarged, that they have kingdom authority of their territory, and God, they will walk upright. Help us, O God, to take authority over our flesh and let our purpose rise up in the name of Jesus. I pray for every soul who is listening, every Spirit, God, I expect them and command them to rise up. Help them to speak to their flesh so they will rise up and take authority in the kingdom of God as God has gifted each and every person. I declare it in the name of Jesus. I thank you for the nation, the tribe that is to open up, God, that um, is to open up because of the giftings of Pastor D in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, God, for the many people that will come to be recipients of the ministry of Coach Tim Davis this season, this season of her life, Father, let it open up expeditiously. Advancement, I declare, over these two in the name of Jesus. And let your will be done and your way be done in Jesus' name. Listen, 
we thank you tonight. We thank you for spending this time with us. God be with you. Remember again, stop looking for someone to please your flesh and pray for someone to speak to your spirit. God bless you and have a great night. Thank you for joining us. Amen. Amen. Good night. Good night. Good night. You too.